Ladies and gentlemen, this is TJ Double B, and I'm here through the midnight hours with your nerd love. Call 1-88-533-NERD to put in your requests. This one's going out to Charlene down on the west side. It's called Give Me That Kryptonite. Hey guys, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Sitting to my right is... Mr. Bob Collins, also known as Boba Fett. And straight ahead... James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Chelsea Watkins' showraiser will not be with us today. She had to work, but she'll be back for the next episode. However, we've still got a great show for you. Uh, we're talking comic books, as usual, and uh, we've got a whole bunch of news. Uh, and don't forget to uh, scroll up a little bit there on your menu screen and look for our first variant episode. We're doing Suicide Squad, a little bit of a history, and then we're going to talk about the movie. Um, but before we do that, let's jump into uh, whatever Bob's doing over here. What have we got? I am actually going to read a book from Dark Horse Comics. It originally started out as a miniseries, I do believe. I never got to read it, but I was always interested in it. I like the era, I like the art, and I like the concept. And, uh... They brought it back for a what seems like an ongoing series, and it's called Lady Killer. It's by uh, Joelle Jones. She does uh, art and writing, and then we have uh, Michelle Madsen who does the colors for this. And I love this cover. Like uh, we were talking before we started recording, and uh, just it's this classic like '50s pinup like housewife look, but she's covered in blood, and there's all this like gore and death behind her. The best way to describe it in one sentence is. Betty Draper meets Hannibal. Yes. Oh, God, and that is perfect. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, quick, I, I had to look up a quick, uh, just basic synopsis on the, the first miniseries. I want to run that down real quick before I go into this book. Josie Schuler is a picture-perfect homemaker, wife, mother, but she's also a ruthless, efficient killer for hire. The original comedy series that combines the wholesome imagery of early 1960s domestic bliss with a tightening web of murder, paranoia, and cold-blooded survival. It's almost like you copied that and wrote it down. I, I literally did. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> well, this, this takes uh, place what seems like after events of the first book. They moved to, uh, I believe it's Miami is where they're at. Actually, to the city of Cocoa Beach. I'm not really sure where that's at, but it's definitely looks Florida-ish. I, I've heard of it before. I don't know where it is, but... I'm, I'm not sure. Who cares? It could be make-believe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care, but it's it's Miami-ish. And uh, we start out with a Tupperware party. Our main character, Josie here, is hosting a Tupperware party with a couple of women and a few women about the same age. And while she's while she's describing this Tupperware, talking about the seal, listen, listen to the, the sound of the of the airlock on this, the the old women are kind of talking about uh about the nephew, one of their nephews if she if he's going to wind up getting an inheritance and oh my pretty God. much just we're on page one. Typical. I already love this because I know like how the how the heart of a left turn this is going to oh, take. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Gonna be great. And throughout all this, like I said, Josie's trying to sell this Tupperware. None of these women are interested, and. She can clearly see that. She can clearly see that these women are kind of giving her dirty looks. or She can hear them talking behind her back, talking about, uh, you know, I mean, can't believe that she would ever show up after getting divorced. You know, I mean, she has no shame. 
I'm assuming they're talking about Josie. Like I said, I don't really know what what happened in the in the original mini. Yeah. But it it seems like they're at least talking about her because, like I said, they're all kind of whispering it behind her back. Uh, one of the old women, her name is. Let's see if I can figure out what her name is here real quick. Oh well, fuck it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, she winds up going to the bathroom and sitting down, taking a piss or shit, whatever. Like just. The shot of her sitting on this toilet with her pantyhose down around her ankles, panties down, reading some kind of catalog, and Josie steps in. And of course, this old woman's freaking out, like, excuse me, like, what are you doing here? Get out. And Josie says, my apologies. This is after she's already put on her cute little early 60s apron, rubber gloves, mm-hmm. pulls out a, a claw hammer, and just with the claw sides, full baseball swing, hits this bitch in the temple. Well, the other old lady, she comes knocking on the door saying that she heard screaming, and she's like, yes, it's fine. Uh, she said, your sister just slipped. I'm going to help her up. Don't worry. I mean, we'll be out here in just a jiff. Slams the door. She drags the first old woman that she's already killed into the bathtub, comes out, still covered in blood, and her sister asks, is she all right? She's like, yeah, it's just it's fine. It's just got a bloody nose. She goes, bloody nose? Well, just look at you. You look awful. You're covered in blood. Hopefully you didn't get any on the carpet. She said, of course not. And before I forget, with this this claw hammer, pulls it back. She says, your nephew sends his regards. This is the one that was supposed to get the inheritance. Oh, okay. That she said, well, he's going to have to work real hard if he ever wants to get it. So what they're doing is just killing this bitch. He's going to get the inheritance. Like I said, she's a killer for hire. And just there's about five or six panels of her just full swinging on this old woman. Somehow she's a tough old bird because she's not dying within the first four panels to the point that Josie even says one more ought to do it and just like you can see full swing the onomatopoeia fuck and just like this old woman's eyes like I love the imagery in this book like like you were saying you can you can tell on the first page it's very it's very uh it's very dapper and, yeah, and, and, and nice and it's very dated for like it, it looks perfect for that for it's colorful time, but not era. like a it's more in almost like a uh, yeah. almost like a, a slightly muddied uh Ooh, it pastels. uses Watchmen colors. It, pretty it much. breaks away from yeah, the normal uh, uh, color spectrum. Yeah. Well, she starts dragging uh, dragging the second dead body into the bathroom, and then her internal monologue kind of comes in, and she talks about how this isn't really her job, like the cleanup part. She, she does the killing, but usually she has somebody there doing the cleanup. But if she's going to wind up going into business for herself, she's going to have to take on all aspects of this job. Yeah. And... She pulls out a bone saw and starts hacking up these bodies. I mean, she dumps in bleach and everything else into this bathtub. She bends the blade all to shit on her her uh, bone saw. And even uses the... She even says, you have to use a little imagination sometimes. And she winds up going into the kitchen. Oh, going God. through, and she finds an electric uh, electric knife, like a, a turkey yeah. cutter. Oh, wow. That dates it, right? Yes, yes. And that's the thing. Like, if you look in the background, even just, like, the wallpapers and, like, you know that your mom has had some of those mustard yellow Tupperware. You know what I mean? It still does. Yeah, yeah. And, like I said, it just puts you into that era. Yeah. Well, she starts stuffing. After she's hacked up all these bodies, she starts stuffing them inside of these trash bags. Well, of course, the side starts busting out of the trash bags, and she's like, for the love of Pete... (laughs) Sometimes the solution, the solution to things is like you have to be a little more creative. And she starts looking around and realizes, wait a minute, I'm a Tupperware party. There's tons of Tupperware here. So she hacks all these oh bodies, small God. little itty bitty pieces, and shoves them all into Tupperware. 
Oh my god, you know what that reminds me of? What? The, uh, the movie Voices, or The Voices. It's a Ryan Reynolds movie. Oh, you were telling me about that the like, other day. <clears throat> like, I've heard about it, yeah. A uh, little bit of a spoiler. He uses Tupperware a lot. But <laughs> yeah. well, she she says while she's yeah. stuffing the, the bits and pieces into this Tupperware, she goes, unconventional fixes can be very rewarding. And above all, nothing in this world can take the place of persistence. And while she's saying all that, you see her scrubbing up her whole mess, cleaning it up. By the time she's done, there's not a spot out of place, not a single drop of blood, nothing knocked over. It looks like it was completely unscathed and untouched. So she's like the perfect little housewife. She's essentially like a 1960s Dexter. It's probably, yeah. <laughs> but she does it for hire and not as in like killing other killers and yeah. such. Huh. Well, she shoves it all into the back of her, I believe it's a Chevy Bel Air is what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shoves all these Tupperware and everything with golf clubs, which later on you'll see why I even brought that up. Uh, into the back of her car. She gets a note on that says, sorry you missed you, we'll call again. Not really sure who that's supposed to be from. They kind of really don't explain if they do i didn't catch yeah. it yeah it's probably just one of those things it'll come up and most likely yeah. yeah probably so you see one. her tootling down the street and you'll see uh the sign says welcome to uh the city of coco beach which is obviously where they live now she pulls up to a home and she has two daughters playing in the backyard her husband whose name is gene at the grill grilling up uh looks like burgers and dogs <laughs> and ribs and everything and he asked her, he said, uh, did, did you wind up picking up my clubs? And she goes, oh, no, I completely forgot. Like, I'll go get them after supper. And she asked what time is their boss is supposed to be there. Their boss is supposed to be there to meet them for dinner and shit. He's like, well, anytime. And they notice, they keep looking in and seeing Jean's mother, who's just using a uh, meat tenderizer, beating the shit out of, I'm assuming, steaks and stuff inside. Yeah. And he mentions, like, or she asked him, she goes, how, how is she doing today? Because mom, worse than ever, if you can believe it. She's been in a foul mood for months now. I hope she's not sick. And Jean, or Josie, goes into saying, like, how she's, I mean, she still looks as healthy as ever. And Jean asks her, like, once you go in, like, I know you guys have never really seen eye to eye. You guys never really got along together. But once you go in, kind of have a little, what he calls, a gal powwow. See if it might help. Well, she, she agrees. She goes in, and she asks if she can help her help her mother-in-law out with anything come find out like i said since i haven't read the prior story she must have witnessed josie killing somebody disposing of a body something because she starts freaking out on her as soon as josie goes to help her and says that uh i mean tells her that she wants nothing she wants no help from her and josie goes like okay like i know things have been like a little tricky after what you saw back in seattle which okay. is where they came from so yeah. that's why I'm she did she, yeah. she saw something she was like but you know, i mean just put that behind you Let's worry about the family right now. Like, don't bring it up, because we'll think of what you'll do to your, your son, I mean, the kids, whatever. And at that time, uh, you hear Gene, Gene hollering. No, no, it wasn't Gene. It was, uh, it was the boss. The boss's name is George. He winds up hollering, hey, where's the party? So she knows to leave and go out there and greet him. Uh, George seems like the stereotypical 60s boss, which is like, hey, I'm going to go hit Hands on your wife. Hanging. Go hit on your wife, give me a beer, <laughs> like this is my home while I'm here type of yeah. thing. Um, and like I said, the next page or so is kind of just your basic chit-chat, like, I mean, how are you, Josie, and you know, the typical meet and greet of that era. And the next page, he's, the, the boss, George, is telling this really fucked up joke 
It is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell it because I love fucked up jokes. <laughs> he says, this farmer comes, comes home to his wife and he's carrying a goat under his arm. He says, this is the pig I screw when you're not around. His wife says, that's not a pig, honey, that's a goat. And the farmer says, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> yeah. But he says it in front of the kids and everything, so of course, like, uh, Josie and Jean are dumbfounded for a second. Like, Josie's holding the girl's ears and everything, and the boss is just laughing his ass off. He slaps Jean in the arm. And they wind up, uh, they wind up find, finishing up dinner and everything. And Gene and Gene and Josie tell George and Ruth pretty much good night. Like we'll we'll have to do this again sometime. And the boss is telling her like, if there's any leftovers, bring them with, send them with George tomorrow because, and I quote, I'll make sure to finish anything he can't handle while he's like pinching Jody's. Josie's cheeks and everything. So, like I said, he's a typical skeevy, like, yeah. boss of that Real time. piece that, of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by this time, uh, Josie lets, lets George know that she'll go back out and get his golf, pick up his golf clubs, like he asked. Because uh, George, the boss, uh, is, is supposed to be having tea time with him the next day. She says, what would George have to say if you missed tea time? Well, like I said, since she's already had the golf club, she's up to something else. Yeah. Which, since, you know, she's a hired killer and all, we're going to assume that maybe she had had a hit she had to take. I'm hoping it's the boss. No, it's not the boss, but I'm Damn. hoping the boss gets taken out <laughs> at some point. Uh, the next page, you see her at a uh, at a car lot. Checking out a... I'm not sure what kind of car it's supposed to be, but it's a station wagon of some sort. Almost looks looks like one of those old uh, surfer Woody wagon type deals. Almost. Yeah. And it actually looks probably Mr. more like Cruiser. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's a, uh, no, it's a 62 Pontiac actually. Okay. So huh. it's right I there. was just being wishful because that 70s show. Yes, yeah, Vista Cruiser. This is in the 70s. You can literally cruise the vistas. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> well, the uh, this car dealership. Sale, this car salesman, I'm sorry, walks up and you know, says to her, like, greetings, like, I see your, do you see yourself behind the 60, the wheel of the 62 Pontiac? She was like, I, I sure am, you know what I mean, and is it a little late to take her out for a spin? Like, of course, so they hop in and they start taking off, and he tells her, like, be careful, it's got a big engine behind it, you know, there's a lot of power, and she kind of goes off-road to a, a, a road that actually has a road clothes sign and everything. He goes, hmm, I didn't know we are going off-road. Getting the idea that it's not the car that you're interested in, ma'am. So he thinks that he, she's pulling him off to the side to, you know, I mean, do some dirties, maybe even cut a little deal on the car or something. Mm-hmm. So he starts feeling on her leg and asks if there's anything that he can help her with. She goes, yeah, there sure is. And she gets, like, a death grip on his on his wrist, twists it, and then with her other arm, reaches over by the driver's door, grabs a butcher knife, and stabs this fucker right in the jugular. Nice. And she goes back into her internal monologue, talking about the seven rules for going into business for yourself. And while she's going over these rules, she's pulling this body out of the car. She's in, she's in like, a lagoon, like a swamp. Mm-hmm. And she's pulling the body out to dispose of him in there. She says, rule number one is persistence is key. The price of success is hard work, so whether you win or lose, you can be proud of what you've applied to the best of yourself to, to the task at hand. And while she's saying that, she slips, pulling the body out, falls into the water, and the body falls on top of her. Rule two, learn from your mistakes. Look forward to failure this is how you learn to succeed. Because they're all kind of going hand in hand with, with the, the actions that's going on in the pictures. While she's dragging herself out from underneath them, she says, rule three, creating your own business is a series of small steps. Start with what you have and build what you need. 
So she reaches into her car on the floorboard and pulls out some kind of small saw. I'm not really, I don't know if it's a different type of bone saw. It I, that looks, yeah. it looks like an actual bone saw. Yeah. I don't recognize that kind of knife at all. And while she's pulling out, it says step four, always be prepared. Step five, have the right tools to the job. And above all, six, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. And while she's saying that, she's, she's slowly sawing off the dude's head. And the very last page, and lastly, seven, trust your instincts. And while she says that, headlights light up the area, pull up right on her. You can't see who this man is. He has like a fedora hat suit on and a big, looks like maybe an old Buick or something, standing in the headlights, and she just looks obviously shocked and frightened that she just got caught, oh, and no. there's a to-be-continued. Um, That's a hell of a cliffhanger. It is, it is. <laughs> Like I said, not not really knowing anything about the story prior. Like I said, I knew that she was a, a woman in this area or in this era, and she murdered people. I didn't I didn't even know that she was a killer for hire or anything. I was always kind of interested in this. Like I said, like I love movies that take place in that era, and this I, I could see this I could see this being done by like the people who made Mad Men. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it has a very Mad Men feel. It does. Like I can. I could just hear that background music. Well, and with, with everything that we've been getting made, like comic book wise, made into shows lately, it's a high possibility. If it this could catches happen. on, it could be another one of those. I, I would, like to, I would actually this. like to see it. Either on AMC, because you know they'll go that distance with yeah. what they've shown in The Walking Dead. Um, I mean, I, I watched a dude's head get ripped almost completely in half before they panned <laughs> away. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, either AMC or HBO, one of the two. Even I, Showtime, do Netflix. Uh, even. Netflix will FX is hit and miss. Netflix would do gory shit like oh, this. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I can't really think of anything no. so far they had that's Netflix original they've done that with. Uh, isn't that there's Deathgasm a lot out of there Netflix now? Original? The Deathgasm. Is that the <laughs> oh, yeah, that that I don't know, but I when I watched it, it was so ridiculously bad <laughs> that it was so good. But it's definitely a good book. Like I said, uh, that cover draws you in, and I I saw it on the shelf uh, this past week when I went to pick up my books, and uh, I wanted to grab it. It's another one of those ones where I'm like, I want you, but I can't. Well, this is one of those, ones that I, of those each week. I've heard so many good reviews about the first one. That, I mean, I was thinking about picking up the trade of the first one before I even knew that they were making an ongoing. That as soon as I saw this, uh, this was actually just on Friday. Yeah. Stopped down at Dungeon Dwellers and stepped in, and I saw this on the the new this week rack. Oh, shit, I'm, I'm going to have to definitely pick this up. Yeah. I mean, you've been and Dark, Dark Horse seems like they've been doing that here recently with uh, with with minis that did really well. Uh, they just did that with, ah, uh, uh, shit. What's the What's the book I let you borrow? Aether and Empire. No, 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 no. Son of a bitch. One <laughs> <laughs> of the way they go back and repo their shit. Oh, uh, uh, it's, it's not Repo Man. No, no. no. God damn it! Why uh, am I having a brain one. fart on this? No, Why am God I doing damn this? It. Uh, uh, no, no, because you loaned me the the first yeah. issue of the original. It's not paybacks, is it? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, for paybacks. Yes. Uh, they they there was a four issue mini. Yeah. By Dark Horse. And last time we were up at Inner Geek, I seen an issue one. I was like, holy fuck, I didn't even know they're doing Did an ongoing. Did you ever find out if that was going to be a mini again or just an ongoing? I, I don't know. I, I actually asked them up there and they said they weren't even sure. That first yeah. issue of the mini was fun. Yes. Dude, so all I, four yeah. issues. I said, I, you need to, you need yeah, to I need to get the other good. ones, yeah. 
But uh, I believe it is going to be an ongoing. And if so, like, great. Because yeah. they had great writing. The concept behind it was fun. And then, but there, the was, but there was still, by, yeah. by, by the, uh, issue three and four, you found out more of the internal story, what was going on. It besides makes it more just, of a real Yes, yes. Yeah. It kind of made it its own thing. But all the little parody shit and all the stuff in the background, like, was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, speaking of good shit in the background of, of new books, Odell, what are you reading today? <laughs> all right, this is I Hate Fairyland number seven. Uh, I can't remember if I talked about number five or not. I've, I've talked about a couple of these before, and it's an image book uh, written and drawn by Scotty Young. So much fun. Uh, so we're we're back from the trade break after issue five. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens into that is Gert, our favorite little hellion in Fairyland, killed the queen, became the queen. Yep. And issue six was all about her and not wanting to be the queen because it was so boring. And all of the shit that she caused, like, she ruined alliances, like, destroyed treaties that were going on, raised taxes here, like, made a couple of populations go completely extinct. And this was all just in issue six? This was in issue six. Yeah, this was all in between issue five and six. (laughs) one issue. Yeah. So... So here, uh, at the end of that, she gets a review from H. Harriet Winter. Uh, and it's funny, in that issue, uh, her it's the HR lady oh, of, okay. of Fairyland. But Larry, the fly, tells her, Winter is coming. And she, oh like, God. so they drop a couple of Game of Thrones references yeah, they within it's, that. I think, actually, the, the uh, subtitle for that issue was a Game of Thrones. Yeah play on words or something. So, but he's like, no, no. Harriet Winter, the HR lady. So she comes and she's like, you've been doing a shit job. You're fired. So they <laughs> fire her from being queen at the end of issue six. Oh my god. So she was only queen for two issues. Yeah. Well, um, I think really, it spanned the course of a year or two. I think oh, so. Okay. But like, at the end of issue five is when she became queen. She became queen. And then when she came back from issue six, like she was, the rest of issue six was like the end of her her reign, oh, and then okay. they fired her. It just yeah. so that, that there was year. a gap in between right. five and six. So, yeah, but she was doing. I forgot that five was the last in the trade and not yeah. after the trade. Yeah. yeah. So seven, we pick up. We we see once upon a time and this little kid in a dragon costume singing about fairy Freezy, and he walks into his local magic mart. Now this is in the real world. This uh, is IRL. So it's Halloween. And this kid, like, is skipping into a, like, a, a super quick type place. Yeah. And the guy, he's like, don't sing that song, it's disturbing, and why don't you actually go trick-or-treating on Halloween like a normal kid? And then we see him go, the kid, stand in front of this giant, like, freezy machine with dozens of different flavors. And he's like, Halloween is the only night of the year the Magic Mart has very freezy, super-duper special flavors, and I plan on drinking them all. <laughs> so the guy tells him, that's fine, but I'm going to keep track because you still owe me for last time. So apparently this is something this kid does fairly often, yeah. is go in there and drink these freezes. So we see him just slurping down all these different drinks. Like, yeah, like each panel's a different flavor, and he's consuming them in different ways. <laughs> like, he's just slurping it, he's just pouring it into his mouth, like, gulping it. 
So I love him. It's great because yeah. he starts out sipping and then he's he just puts himself under the nozzle by the last one. We've all done that <laughs> at least once. Yeah, and he's like, uh oh, he has to pee. So the inside bathroom is broken, so the guy gives him the key to the one outside. He's like, be careful though, you might not make it back. And he was like, it's an outhouse. There's an outhouse <laughs> behind this this convenience store. So he goes in, he's struggling with his zipper, and then he hears a sound from inside the outhouse. Uh, like, inside the, the, toilet, the hole. The toilet. And it just keeps making different sounds. He's like, oh, shh. And on the next panel, it shows it what looks like he is being grabbed by a mystical pee and dragged down through the hole. And the subtitle of this one is called How to Drain Your Dragon. Nice. And so, so we go back to Fairyland, where Gert is in a bar called Cloaks and Daggers. Nice. And they keep making toilet jokes throughout this whole issue. And she's like, tell me why you dragged, dragged us to this toilet of Fairyland, is what Larry asked her. And she's telling him how, during her time as queen, she found out that there was someone who collects things who might have a way back... Like, a way to get her back home. She said that she had some people volunteer, and it shows these little <laughs> monsters chained up looking through all these books. Uh, she had people volunteer to look through everything in the Royal Library and gave, them, gave her a big list of all the options they could find. And Larry told her, that looks an awful lot like the map. You know, the last long scrolling piece of paper that was meant to, end, to help end our relationship. She's like, yeah, I thought the same thing, but it's just from the same supplier. And on on this paper, it says, MacGuffin Paper Company, providing your plot device a quality surface since once upon a time. <laughs> like, these little since things. Since once are, upon a time. That's what makes this book so much fun. So she decides, I'll ask the bartender. Maybe he knows something. And they're just like, he's pretty big. What What do you want? You, I don't think the axe will do the trick. Do you want the cannon? Do you, wanna, what do you want? I want to interject here and uh, say, I think they, they borrowed some of the humor from Shrek here. Because that's what they, made yeah. Shrek was so, yeah. so adorable, yeah. was little stuff like that. I mean, that's all. I mean, you kind of have films. to if you're in a fairyland, like... You, you kind of have to use the, oh, yeah, since once upon a time. Well, I mean, yeah. they, they cornered the market in uh, comedic... Fairy tale. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So she goes into Sorry. the bartender. <laughs> oh, you're fine. And she's like, you know what? I'm not going to resort to violence. I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm just going to talk to him. So she walks up to him, and he, she's like, I, "Excuse me. I was hoping you could help me." And he's yelling at her. He's like, "You, you have some nerve. Your deal with these snuggles." Raise my L tax 50%. I'm barely holding on to my place. So the, he's yelling out of threatening ears. Uh, so she says, Larry, you advise against it, but I think I'd like to reconsider the topic of my axe and inserting it into my friend here, for he has rejected my new leaf. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets her axe from Larry, and she just starts going to town on this guy. And she's like, she's laughing. She's like, I'm back, Larry, I'm back. It's like riding a bike. He's like, sure, a very morbid and scary bike. <laughs> so it says an hourglass later. <laughs> uh, 
at there's a pool of blood, body parts, and Larry's like, "Did you get anything?" She's like, "Yeah, took a while, but by the end, gave up the guy's location, shoe size, how he takes his tea, the kind of underwear his mom prefers him to wear." So she's saying, "You know, I got a good feeling about this. Just imagine, maybe tomorrow you could be starting your new life." He's like, "Don't toy with my heart." <laughs> so they're talking, you know. How will she know how to live outside of Fairyland? Maybe things will be different. Did time actually pass normally in the real world? What if everyone that she knew is dead or all this and that? She punches him in the face for bringing all this up. She's like, no, I've never considered any of that. Not for one second. Must be why I'm so well-adjusted with a crazy look on her face. <laughs> uh, so... They're they're climbing a cliff at this point, and they get to the top, and they see this house. I love this. House. And her explanation is the best explanation of this house. It's like Frankenstein fluffed a house, and that's the love child. So keep in mind, fluffed is fucked. Yeah. The the, the swear words in this book are the adult terminology point. is. In this house, swapped out. This house kind of looks like the Winchester house here. There's, it's got. It like, looks like a bunch of houses put together, <laughs> but since this is a collector of the the real world, he has all. All this is, of course, knockoff. Yeah. It's supposed to resemble things that are actual brains and such. But we have essentially like a big boy. The Frisch's big boy. <laughs> Frisch's big boy. A little baby holding a hot dog. And for those of you who don't know, we don't mean like the Winchester's family home that burnt down at the beginning of Supernatural. No, 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 no. If you don't know what the Winchester house is, look into that. It's actually There's actually a pretty, a pretty cool, cool comic out right now called House of Penance. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, but yeah, check those out. Uh, there's also a... Uh, the like Burger King Like a Burger sign. King, a McDonald's. So, so she's greeted by this big rat on the front porch with a hat with goggles on it. And she's like, it's you. It's really you. Please come in. So she walks in, and he has all this stuff all over his house from her world. And she's like, it's like I'm back home. Who are you? He tells her he is Purvis Pedalsteel, the finest pack rat this side of Checkerstown. And he explains to her he's an expert on her world and all that. She's like, oh, flip it, Sally. Spit up and picks up this little doll and squeezes it, and it barfs all over her face. She's like, I used to have one just like this. And she's asking me, where'd you get all this? And in this panel in the background, we see in a box, he's got what looks like a Woody doll, a one-eyed SpongeBob, oh and a Batmobile. <laughs> I love the things. That's what I... That, that is the segue, the Batmobile. The segue into Odell's book where I said, speaking of cool shit in the background of the book, this is what I was meaning. Is like, yeah. the whole, all the and panels like, of this Over here, house. there's a Vader helm. Yeah. Like, there's just all kinds there's of stuff. There's a lightsaber up here. Uh, oh, there's yeah. other things I noticed. Lightsaber. Let me get the microwave a little bit so I don't... <laughs> yeah, uh, the gumball machine. There's, like, a... It looks like a Sega uh, con yeah. controller. Like there's, uh, just... there's a few things. Maybe on the next page is where I saw some more. But, yeah, there's... Scotty definitely took some time in throwing shit that he liked or things that he thought would be at least noticeable. Yeah. That looks like it might there. be a Furby up there on that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I would say there was a Furby. Uh... But he he explains to her that, you know, ever since kids have been coming to Fairyland, sometimes they intentionally bring stuff with them, sometimes they unintentionally bring stuff with them, and he's made it a point to collect it all, 
And he's been obsessed with collecting all of this stuff from the real world. And, you know, she's saying, you have a lot of stuff from my world, but do you have a way to my world? You know, do you have anything that swings both ways? <laughs> and, right, he, uh, he explains, he's like, I might have just a thing, but I'll need something from you in return. He whispers in her ear. She's like, that's pretty dark, but you've got a deal. So as they're going out back, there's a giant clown head, a slide, a pool, and everything. And Larry's talking to Gert. She's like, he's like, there was a whole lot of whispering. He didn't want you to do anything inappropriate, did he? He's like, she says, no, I just had to agree that in case of my death, he could have my body so he could stuff it mounted inside his house. He said having an actual person would basically complete the collection. <laughs> I love that. So, so Larry's like, oh, well, you know, you die or you go home. I guess we have nothing to worry about here. And so they go to a, a place like back in the trees, and he's like, uh, the pack rat says, this is it, what you've been looking for. And it's a van. And it's almost like a pedo van, because it has a unicorn and everything painted on the side. No, no, big no. Rockets that's not, on the back. That's not like a pedo van. That's like a, a rocker's van. Like, yeah, because it has, like, yeah. an airbrush mural yeah, on the side. And... Yeah, I, I love that one from um, Fanboys. Yeah. Um, yeah, the one with the Star Wars. Uh, but their explanation you know? of this, it's like, wow. It looks like that van looks like Dr. Seuss threw up all over it. And Larry's like, don't forget the airbrush wizardry. Purvis says, I know, it's, it is art of the highest caliber. <laughs> <laughs> so... He explains her, he's like, in theory, it brought someone to this world, so it should be able to take you back. There's only one problem. The closest thing we have that resembles petrol from your world is dragon water. And she's like, what, is that water from a dragon's lake or something? And Larry's like, nope, he means dragon whiz. <laughs> and apparently it's the most volatile substance. Makes sense. But... You know, it's hard to get because a dragon only goes once or twice in their entire lifetime. Wow. So, Larry explains, you know, it could be tomorrow, it could be in 500 years. And Purvis right here says, yes, the chances of finding a dragon at the exact moment that it would have to relieve itself is astronomical. You'd be better off hoping for a miracle to ride the lightning from the mighty storm lords above. And there we see this giant light like pink lightning blast come down from the skies and an outhouse crashes down <laughs> in front of him and it falls apart and it's the little dragon boy from the beginning sitting there holding himself he's like I have to pee <laughs> and like you can just see the anguish on his face of how bad he has to go and it's great and He's like, does that look like a dragon? It kind of does look like a dragon. And Purvis like, I'll get a hose and a funnel. <laughs> so this kid is all peeing into this van. And Gert starts going, making the pee sound. And Larry's like, the sound of running water helps, not the sound of peeing pee. And then <laughs> Gert runs off, she, and Larry's like, where do you think you're going? She says, you, you were wrong. The peeing sound made me have to pee. And then she gets back, did the dragon pee yet? Larry said, like, this is all, this all gets covered in the end note. Uh, Larry says, nope, no pee, but now I kind of have to pee. How are you doing on the pee front, Purvis? 
Barbara <laughs> says, I'm becoming very uncomfortable with the, with the amount of talk of pee. <laughs> and Gert looks at him, you totally have to pee now, don't you? Barbara says, yes. <laughs> and then the little boy interjects, and he's like, I think I'm done peeing in that gas tank. Can I go home now? And so the next scene we see, they're on top of a hill in the van. Gert and this kid, she says to him, I've been asking that same question for the last 30 years, kid. <laughs> so they're in here. He introduces himself as Duncan. And she's like, thanks to Duncan here, the answer to that question is finally fluff yes. And they go to take off down this hill, and they jump off a cliff. She says, here we go, Duncan Dragon, time to fly. And the engine, and the big rocket in the back starts up, and they start, like, flying off. And then it cuts off, and they they just drop. Like that cartoon, stop in midair, drop straight beep, down. Beep. Holds up the sign. Beep, beep. And a giant explosion from this van full... Not just an explosion. A motherfucking mushroom cloud. That like a legit boom. mushroom cloud. <laughs> and Purvis says, I hope her body's not damaged too much. It'll be worth more if I don't have to replace any parts. <laughs> Larry just like, Purvis... You're a creep. <laughs> so the son looks down at the, the smoking wreckage and says, I don't think that was enough pee. You see Gert from one side said, saying, he's right, definitely not enough pee. And then Duncan on the other side says, can we all please stop talking about my pee? <laughs> and that's where it ends. And probably one of my one of my favorite parts about this issue is that the end uh, Scotty Young always does a little note about the issue, and he says that Gert survived another ridiculous explosion. I mean, seriously, was the van full of napalm? Come to think of it, it didn't even have gasoline in it last time I checked. Human pee isn't that flammable. What? You've never tried to light your pee on fire? Second question, why haven't you tried to light your pee on fire? Third and final question, am I trying to see how many times I can use the word pee in a comic before it goes from funny to slightly less funny to annoying to super stupid to infuriating to bordering on criminal and then all the way back around to funny? Pee. Funny yet again? Anyway, Gert's getting into some blood sport type shit next issue. See you there. <laughs> so, this this whole <laughs> issue <laughs> like, is mostly based on toilet humor. Nice. And but now there's another kid stuck in Fairyland with her, and dressed like a dragon. Yeah, and so apparently, and we get to see the cover for the next issue, and she's wrapping her hands, her bloody hands, in bandages, and so apparently she's going to be getting into some fights, as always. Yeah. But it's just it's such a fun book. The yeah. the humor is always on point. If you haven't read this book yet, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, okay, well, here's the thing. Like, when I saw it, uh, when I, just basing off the covers and, like, uh, the initial concept, I was like, ah, I can pass on that. My idea was that it wouldn't be all that funny. It'd be gore porn, and maybe that was it. Uh, and then you you forced it on me and i fell in love with it it's it's clever it's funny it's not supposed to be taken seriously whatsoever like not for one moment should you look at this and go like no i don't think that's how it would happen no fuck you it's like it's fairyland there's there's a reason it's called fairyland yeah. there was one issue where gert laid like after she fell and got destroyed by a tree she just laid there in a coma while larry Went off, grew a beard, 
had a family <laughs> that his family died. He burnt down his house, shaved his beard and everything. So it looks like it happened over the course of like a year. <laughs> all right there by Gert's body. And then she finally sits up and wakes up. Like, yeah. I mean, there's one where she, uh, they, they let her body adapt to like how she would really be. Oh, if she, yeah. If she oh, aged really I think high. that was five. Morbidly obese. Yeah, because they're like, how else did you expect? How else did you expect to look after, you mean, 30 years? Consuming nothing but candy for 30 years. Yeah. It's just, it's such a fun book. Go read it. The first trade <laughs> for the first five issues is 10 bucks. Really? Yeah. yeah. Only 10 bucks. Well, well, image, image that's, first trades, dude, are all 10 bucks. That's the way, yeah. Wow. Uh, usually their first trades are five to six issues, and they're always nine ninety nine, And then the volume two and on usually go to 15 apiece. Up so, to 15. They can be like 12, 12 yeah. something like that. But yeah, definitely a lot of fun. Not really for kids. It's definitely not for kids. It no, looks, It's definitely the art not. style you would think so. Because, I mean, if, you, if you've ever, if you're familiar with Scotty Young's art, he's more famous right now for like his baby variants, especially with Marvel. Yeah. Um, this is definitely the same style as the baby variants. A mix between that this and is, like his Oz style. Well, yeah, this is a mix um, of his, his two but different it's, But it's definitely styles. like the real big bug eye type, type animation compared yeah. to like his, uh, like the Deadpool, uh, what if he did. Yeah. But... If you even if you like this art style, and if you're into the adult coloring books, there's actually an adult coloring book of this out, which I'm thinking about getting just because it's a fun. It's fun this art one to makes do. a lot of sense yeah. to be an adult yeah. coloring book. Um, okay, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, close out our comic section here with New Suicide Squad number 22. I um, love that cover. Yeah, I picked this up so solely based on the cover, and then I flipped through and I was like, okay, it looks to be like a one shot story about Harley Quinn. Um, and recently I dropped the Harley Quinn book because I just, I don't like the Palamati, yeah. Carter, uh, Connor stories that are going on. It's gotten old. So I picked this up so I could at least get a little bit of the Harley Quinn that I know and love. Um, and it is a really cool cover. You've got um, like five different Harleys on here in various states of her life from baby to how we know her now. And she's slamming a hammer down. Which, she slams off to the right of the book, but you see it come back in to the left of the book. So it's... So and it and, and like it's, it's, hitting, it's hitting a... Something that's causing a blood splatter. And the very next thing is. is her as a... As a... Uh, toddler? A toddler. I, I would say So toddler, maybe it's her as an yeah. infant or something <laughs> that she's squishing. <laughs> I don't and I like the hammer. hammer. It looks like the Joker face. Yeah. yeah, and the nose is actually the handle. And extremely long nose. Great. Um... But we start out this book, and Harley Quinn is being interviewed by a psychiatrist who's pleading with her to let her in because she needs to know what's going on inside of Harley's brain. Um, and then the next page is the title page where we find out the story is called Blank Space. And it's Harley with a light shining down on her, and she says nothing uh, in reference to what's going on in her head. Uh, she starts getting angry because it's too quiet, she can hear herself think, she doesn't like that, um, and then a door lights up, and she sees um, that it looks fun, and she can hear laughter coming from it, when off panel someone says no, and she turns around and it is the Batman. Uh, this very uh, stylized, crazy-looking... Kelly looking, Jones. Yeah. Like, the um, long ears, the... 
almost a Kelly Jones or uh, the, like the Time the Nightfall era. Yeah, yeah, type, yeah. yeah. Uh, very Kelly Jones looking Batman with a glowing bat symbol that says, "Don't go there, Harley. You know, uh, you know how it already ends." Um, she says, "But I can't stay here. I'll go crazier." He says, "Come back. Be here. What are you afraid of?" She says, "She's not afraid of anything. She just wants to have fun." So she goes through the door, um, and it's this carnival. And you can see in the background, there are people tied up as rides and attractions. There are people tied up in the shooting range. Uh, there are people tied up on the merry-go-round as <laughs> if ride, the, yeah. the things to be ridden. And she says, O-M-G. Hell yes. And she turns around, and there is a roller coaster called the Death Trap. And over the loudspeaker, you hear, Please be warned that the Death Trap is an obviously dangerous attraction. This park insists that you do not ride this ride under any circumstances. You know how it ends. Um, so she jumps on anyway. She's having the time of her life. She says, this is the best day ever. The roller coaster is going crazy. And then we flip to the next page, and the roller coaster has changed. It's now white uh, with purple tracks. The car is now green and white. Um, and she, it starts going crazy, and she's not having fun anymore. She wants to get off this ride. When suddenly it goes off of a broken track and crashes into a field of teeth. Now, this is the only thing in this book that I haven't been able to figure out, like, what is the symbolism of these teeth? teeth? Maybe the smile, yeah. but it, it Because obviously the, like, the color change on yeah. the roller coaster was a joker, and I'm assuming that's kind of symbolizing, like, when the joker yeah. has control over it, it's complete chaos. Yeah. And she's uh, out of control. But it crashes into this whole field of teeth. Uh, they're sticking into her skin. They're hurting her. Uh, she she realizes she can't stay here. She needs to get out. Uh, and then she sees a big sign that says, Amusement Park Entrance, over top of a house. She says this is the entrance. She starts running for it. But it seems like she's getting so, uh, so far away, the harder she tries to get to it. She's just out of reach, and she's... Trying to get there, she says, if I could just reach it, I'd be okay, and then darkness. Uh, and then we cut to a scene where it looks to be a younger teenage Harley Quinn sitting there with her mother. Uh, at I don't know if they're having breakfast or dinner or what, but... Brunch. Um, I bet you it's brunch. <laughs> the mother asks, I hope you're thinking about what you did. You're 15 years old now. This childish behavior has to stop. And she tells her mother she just wanted to have fun. Uh, we cut back to her mother, and she says, Fun isn't as much fun as you think it is. One day you'll learn that. While she's saying this, we notice that the date is April 2004. Uh, no specific date, but I also did the math on this, and that would make her 27 right now. Uh, so oh, right Harley now. Quinn, in current continuity, in, in 2016. At least the, the new Suicide Squad. Yeah, at least in the new Suicide Squad, she's 27. How much you want to bet this was April 1st? Oh, and she, went out, she went out and did something. They should have put April 1st on there and, like, circled it or something. You know, I'll write it in. <laughs> I got a red Somebody call Jeff Johns um, to uh, recall all issues of this. So Harley fires back with, when's dad coming home? Her mother says, what's wrong with you? And now this is when things start getting a little complicated because now we're going panel by panel. We're switching from her mother to herself, older, um... She's already a psychiatrist, and she's talking to the, I don't know, the 
director or whatever you would call it over Arkham Asylum. And it is a little confusing because they're wearing almost the same style glasses, like the wingtip yes. glasses, and they look very similar, obviously, switching mother and daughter, but you can clearly see the age difference in them. But, yeah, but we switched from the mother to Harley telling uh, her boss that she's bored, that uh, these, par uh, these uh, patients are the same old thing every time. She just wants something different. Uh, while this is going on, you'll notice in the background, and this will continue to happen, the picture in the back keeps changing. The first one being a black and white face halved in the middle, obviously two-faced. Yeah. The second picture, uh, while she's telling him that it's the same old thing every time, seems to be the scarecrow. It's like a cornfield uh, with a traditional scarecrow in there. We cut back to her mother who says, you're going to regret that. Uh, then we skip the five pages of <laughs> Wonder Woman ads, uh, and we cut back to uh, her boss, who says, All right, Dr. Quinzel, we've got a new guy for you, if you want him. We see in the background of his uh, panel that there is a cat hanging on to a, a rope, like one of those hang-in-there-baby photos. Yeah. Um, we cut to her mother, who says, You knew how this was going to end. We cut back to her boss. Now... He's a real psychopath, very dangerous man here. You didn't hear about how he killed the judge, Drake, and the chief of police? And we see that the cat has slid further down the rope. We cut back to 15-year-old Harley, who says, no, I didn't. We cut back to her boss, who says, well, he's all yours, but uh, you are welcome to stay with your regulars. The cat has now fallen off the rope and it, into a blood splatter. Yeah, because uh, behind the rope in a blood splatter. <laughs> We cut back to her mother who says, all you had to do was stay. We cut back to uh, somewhat of a retrospective 15-year-old Harley Quinn who's now seems to be thinking about it. But then we cut back to older Harley Quinn who says, let me at him. Her picture has now changed to a, uh, to a clown. That, that's awesome. We cut back, <laughs> we cut back to an even younger Harley Quinn, seems to be about a toddler's age, and her father's come I home. love that in her mind, because I'm assuming this is all, this is all the stuff going on in her yeah. mind. I love it in her mind, she's, she has her red and black two-tone hair. Her, yeah, her every version skin. of Harley Quinn. All except Quinn. for when she, she's as Harleen. Yeah, as Harleen Quinzel. Yeah. Every version of Harley Quinn has so far been Harley Quinn themed, except for Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Uh, showing that she obviously has two ideas of herself. Um, and that Harley Quinn is the more prominent, regular version of herself, less restrained. Uh, her father's come home, though. She's running to him, saying, Daddy. And then we cut to another panel that shows that her mother and father are fighting. And she gets mad while hearing her father say, I just wanted to have some fun. Meanwhile, Harley's gone to her room, and she sees all these toys laying about. A robot, a, a baby doll, a nutcracker, this funny little hot dog with a face and a hat. It's Mr. Freeze. I thought that too, but it's, nobody, it's definitely else a Mr. Seems, Freeze. nobody else seems to be thematic, so I think it's just a coincidence. Nah, um, I, think it's, I think it's definitely supposed to resemble Mr. Freeze. Come uh, on, dude, it's got the dome and maybe, the red but why, red why goggles. would there be a hot dog with a hat? <laughs> because like, it's Harley's who's mind. Who's that? It's Harley's uh, uh, freaking Nutcracker. But they do end up taking on themes uh, oh. because we cut to a two-page spread here where, where it is now older Harley Quinn uh, down at the same size as these toys, and one of the toys has become Amanda Waller. Another one has become 
Uh, is Amanda Waller a Nutcracker? Uh, you'll find out later that it's Amanda Waller. Yeah, uh, she's the Nutcracker. I don't know why it still has the mustache, though. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of the toys is now Deadshot. We've got Captain Boomerang, Black Manta, and they're fighting these giant robot dinosaurs. Captain Boomerang looks like one of those classic hand puppets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... We, we cut to uh, another panel where uh, Deadshot has lost his arm. Waller's telling him to keep going. The dinosaurs are now starting to tear them all apart. When all of a sudden, um, they hear something and they think it's an asteroid, but it sounds more like a shoe, and a shoe comes through and kicks them all about. We cut back to another situation where things continuously change panel to panel. In the background of these panels that are lopsided and twisted and, upside down. Um, and somewhat upside down, we see all these toys, blood, and teeth flying everywhere. In the panels, the first one is toddler Harley Quinn saying, what's happening? Then teenage Harley Quinn saying, everything has changed. And we cut to her mother in a graveyard saying, your father's dead. Cut to older Harley sitting in that same kitchen saying, that doesn't make sense. Another uh, another panel that says, oh, come on, honey, lighten up. And it's obvious her, obviously her, her father, father in his casket. And then we cut to a standard panel at the very bottom with Harley back in the psychiatrist's office holding her head saying, I knew you were trouble. Cut. <laughs> we pass over another ad. Um... And we come back to another uh, just bunch of random panels. Her mother saying Harley. Harley holding her ear saying no. Batman saying Harley. Uh, the dead cat saying it's harder than it looks. Now Har Dr. Harleen Quinzel is screaming Harley. And now we see that the blood and teeth have all been converging into the face of the Joker who says you belong with me. Harley is now screaming in the psychiatrist's office saying, I don't want to. And then we come back to the psychiatrist's office, who turns out to have been Dr. Harleen Quinzel the entire time, asking, you don't want what? So now it's Dr. Harleen Quinzel talking to Harley Quinn. Um, and Harley saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to think about this anymore. Dr. Harleen Quinzel tells her, I'm just trying to help you. Harley, I'm trying to figure out why you're trapped. Why you're trapped in the cycle you can't seem to escape. I want to set you free. Harley starts getting a glazed look and starts to sit back and says, Yeah, well, we, uh, and on the next page we see that she's been in her cell this entire time and says, Thanks for nothing. That's a really good issue. That is an amazingly cool. good issue. I have I have the first uh, handful of issues from the new Suicide Squad run that I got from you. Yeah. Excluding issue two because, you know. We never could find it. I found <laughs> it, but it, like, I don't have to pay like six, seven bucks for it. Which, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, and I've been a little interested in it. I've checked out the Comic Storian uh, rundown on, on some of these storylines, but yeah. I'm kind of with you, even though I've only been catching bits and pieces of the New 52 Harley. Like, it seems too goofy to yeah. me. This, I love how this is... It, it shows the chaos and the, and the dis, disorder in her brain and in exactly. her head. Exactly. It shows and how I love, she sees herself. And I like herself. how it shows... Yeah, how it shows her yeah. what she wants to see herself as in these memories. And then... Versus what she knows yeah, she's supposed to be. And then even to, be. even to her being schizophrenic to the point where... She's she's talking to herself as Harleen, 
talking well, to. Well, this shows so Harley, many different ways she sees herself. With the Suicide Squad being I really, toys, I, I want to at least pick this up, just pick up this issue just for this story yeah. and nothing else. Well, because... with the Suicide Squad being toys, it shows that she sees herself at times as a puppet. Uh, with Batman being the one trying to keep her where she needs to be, it shows yeah. that she sees him as somewhat of a conscious. Yes. Because she doesn't have her own. Um, and like I said, the, the Joker roller coaster, whenever the, exactly. whenever it changed from the Harley colors to the Seems Joker colors. Seems fun at first, but becomes chaotic. It becomes chaotic and, and she's out of control, yeah. and it's a death trap, essentially. This drops book, book, if you who need any... writer of this? The, the writers. Yeah, let's check them out. Let's see. Because <laughs> I don't know who they are on the... Hey. This is Ryan. Um, Dave Ryan. Sharp does the letters. Oh, yeah. is it up here? Yeah, yeah Sean, Sean Ryan. Ryan wrote this. Ron uh, Ronan Quet. Ronan. Ronan. Oh, Ronan Quet <laughs> Ron was the artist, and he did a great job too. This book looks great. Uh, but no, and I, and I, I love the covers recently too. They've all been in like a black and red mm -hmm. tones. Um, but the uh, couple arcs, the thing about Harley Quinn is that they, there is origin stories out there, uh, especially since the New Fifty Two. Uh, they had those secret origin books that were coming out, yeah. um, and Harley Quinn's origins in it, and it's interesting, and, and you like how they tell it. But honestly, if if Harley needs any kind of origin, like anything to understand who she is, it's this book. And this is that's one thing a I was better ask, origin story than anything. Something I was going to ask while you're reading, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Is this the first that we've seen Harley's mother and, like, hear about her parents? Uh, I've never well, heard about it. In the Secret Origins issue, where they go into her background, yeah. like I said, um, they they talk about them, but they don't, they don't really focus on that very much. They focus on her uh, adolescence, more or less. No. Um, her first boyfriend, who ended up murdering somebody for her. Uh, yeah, it's, I think, okay. I think I may have watched the comic story. Or something. Yeah. I, it's I know interesting. I'm... I'm not saying that's bad. I still have that too. Like that's one of the books I didn't trade in for the, all those trades. Because um, I traded in all of my my entire run of uh, New Fifty Two Harley from issue zero to thirty for like old Harley trades. See, and it turns out I'm missing one. I would be. I would have been upset. If I was still wanting those. <laughs> yeah. I only traded only... it for one New 52 trade, and that was Volume 2, and it was because of the stuff with her and Power Girl. And that stuff was fun. I can't deny that. I enjoyed that. Um, that and the uh, Harley Power Girl trade. But, anyways, yes, pick this book up. If you're not reading New Suicide Squad, you don't have to. Because this book stands alone it's on like its a, own. It's a self-contained story. It's an intro, it's a, um, introspective look into Harley's brain. And it helps you better understand her, while at the same time realizing that you can't. Yeah, she, yeah. she doesn't even nuts. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, uh, like, in The Killing Joke, how the Joker's talking about, like, sometimes he likes his, he likes to think that his past is multiple choice. Like, how you're yeah. not really sure that the story that he's telling you is really it, or did he change things? It's kind of mm -hmm. the same here. It's like, it's... It's a little bit, but I think Harley has more of a grasp on her oh, absolutely. actual absolutely. Yeah, past. Okay, it's it's kind of us. the, here's, here's her version of her past. If you like Harley Quinn, but you hate the book Harley Quinn, you'll love this. That's that's the best I can give it. Um, anyways, okay, moving on from that. I don't know why I put my notebook down, because I, I needed that. Uh, moving on from New Suicide Squad number 22, uh, we're going to get into some nerd news here. First of all, uh, Game nerd of Thrones. News. I don't know. Bum, bum, down, down, down. Nerd news. Meow. Sure. Well, there's our new intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Anyways, first of all, Game of Thrones got announced that uh, they are definitely ending in Season 8. This has been a rumor for some time, uh, and they were flirting with maybe going a little further, but um, no, so it is definite. Here's my question. He's still writing books right now. Yeah. So... Are they, are they officially going to get ahead of the books? I don't know if they're going to get ahead of the books or that he's got one ready to go and it's going to be the last book. And it might well, get really... Because we're talking about two years here. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. We've, we've also known for a while that he has given them all of the information and all of the plot, everything yeah, they in case need. Something if happen, he were yeah. to die, they could continue the show. Honestly, he's... he's a pretty clever dude. I, I think he might be pulling that whole, like, hey, last season's about to come out, and here's the last book. I wouldn't be They're surprised. Just swimming that fucking money. Yeah. Ah. So, get, at the end of season seven, the final book comes out that tells how everything, like, pans out. And it's either that or the eight. day uh, season eight premieres. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. That would kind of be a... Uh... Almost a dick move because you would have a dick move, but perfect. It would. So much money. It would. George, um, if you're listening, we're <laughs> yeah. your new, we're George, your new, George uh, is definitely listening. He's he's one of our he's always listeners. He called me the other day and he's like, "You better talk about Game of Thrones. Better get that like, god on there, I'm but now, dude. Who's your favorite character? I'll fucking kill him. I don't care. <laughs> I like Aquaman. <laughs> um, no, I hear he's actually a really nice guy. But, yeah. um, no, I'm a little sad that the show's ending, but it makes total sense. With the ending of season six, yeah. uh, Bob, you're not caught up, are you? I, I've, you watched, I've watched watch. two episodes the whole, the whole <laughs> fucking show. And I have, one of which was the death of Joffrey. Oh, yeah? I'm just like, I don't even watch this show, but I'm happy this little fucker's dying. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was... Uh, what did you say, the Red, the red Wedding? wedding. No, it wasn't Red Wedding. So Maybe what was Jason Momoa's character? Is he oh, the one that like you got Drogo, some kind of like battle battle and then he was like shoving his thumbs in somebody's eyes and something yeah. about like you raped my oh. wife, you killed my daughter, something? I don't know. Oh no, that, that, that the one that, where you... no, that's the same episode. That's when the mountain is fighting the viper. Okay, yeah. And then oh, I and then man. I caught I don't know, like um, Beck used to watch it like a while back and every time I walked in it was like somebody was fucking it didn't matter what episode it was what yeah, that's episode, actually so just like, down a lot someone was fucking and someone was dying that was that, like that the was first pretty few much... seasons trust me there's a lot of in between like I've got the first four seasons on DVD you should I will probably have to borrow it then, yeah. Um but, I, but it makes sense with the uh, spoiler with the ending um, where Danny finally gets her Big ass fucking fleet of ships, yes. this huge army. She finally puts the fucking slavers down for good. Like they're done. Um, <laughs> they're toast. Yeah, uh, we've got John now. Had like finally fucking took back the North. Uh, so oh we've got my a, god! And, and the oh, and the reveal that John and Danny are related. Yeah, well, I mean okay, they didn't they didn't outright come say, out and it, say that, but, but that's you what's know. happening. That's you know. what's happening. Um, but yeah. Anyways, they uh, they ended that on such a shit's about to hit the fan and then it's gonna be over. Like no, that that last season let you know. So oh yeah. So we've got that news. Um, it's gonna go down. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so great. Going down in the DMs. <laughs> yeah. Um, something else that might end up going down. Honestly, I don't see this working. Is Disney announced that they're doing kind of a sequel esque movie to the Rocketeer uh, where the lead is going to be both female and black 
And honestly, my like my entire thought process on this is that every single step of it, just from it being a Rocketeer movie, forget about who they're casting or who, that she's black. Where or was chick. the demand for a new yeah, Rocketeer? This is all so pointless. They're like, not only are we gonna bring back Rocketeer, um, why? But we're gonna make it a female, <sighs> okay? Uh, and she's gonna be black. And it's going to take you, place, like, what? five years after the original. Huh? But that was the original, the original was like, in the 80s. It was, like, in 1938 <laughs> or something. So I think this was going to well, be, like, uh, Yeah, the original was set in the 30s, yeah. Um, nobody's asking for this. Nobody cares if the Rocketeer is female I mean, female I think the Rocketeer. Yeah, but... And, like, apparently the premise of this is that, uh, they're... Honestly, I think the only reason some, our generation's aware of the Rocketeer... Some country is trying to take the technology of the jetpack to as, like, their their step up in the Cold War. Like, first, if you if you remember... Like, didn't, didn't the original jetpack get, like, repaired with, like, bubblegum and, like, a few other things out the movie? Like, and he could, like... It, they if he turned his head, it would turn. Thing. Like, could you imagine a whole army of these fuckers flying around? Just... It'd be like little Hindenburgs. After I'm not Hindenburgs. saying that they're gonna treat it improperly. Um, although, oh, no. I mean, although the black female thing is definitely like diversity fodder. Yeah. Um, just to make like everyone happy, because otherwise it just, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm not mad about it. I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care if it's a I black mean, but, female. I mean, we've seen we've seen Disney do a lot of good things recently. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying that I have no faith but... in it. I'm saying that it just. But the only Why? reason we're aware of the Rocketeer is because a fucking Nintendo video game came out when we were kids. The biggest thing, right there. And a fucking uh, movie came out. When and we were the Bendy Toys. Oh, yeah, they did have the Bendy. Yeah. yeah. But that was all promotion for the movie. So, like, <laughs> it was because of the movie. Otherwise, like, I would have never known shit about Rocketeer. No. Um, so I, I feel like this is the same thing. They're like, we own this property, but nobody cares because nobody has any idea what it is. So, so let's make a movie. So we're going to make a movie and try to make everybody give a shit about it. You are going to fail, Disney. I'm and sorry. let's like, make money off of the shit that's been I love show everything else you're doing, but you're going to fail on this one. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> like, kind of off subject, but still talking about Disney and something they're doing. You know what I'm really excited for? I don't give a fuck how much shit you guys give me for it. I'm really excited for the the live action Beauty and the Beast. I am no, too. yeah, like, you're not gonna catch any shit here for it. Like, okay. <laughs> like when I saw because, that trailer oh, yeah. and I heard the music in the background and she's messing with the rose, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. and then it says be our guest and has the date. I'm just like, <gasps> fuck yes, I'll yeah, be your hell guest. yeah. Um, no, yeah, I'm very excited for that. I'm like that wasn't even on our notes, but I'm glad you brought it up, dude. Fuck yeah, Disney bringing these uh, classics to life. Um, Pete's Dragon coming out. Uh, my my son yes. specifically asked to see his Pete's Dragon because I showed him the uh, old one. Aiden, recently. I think yeah. Aiden would really like. Before it. Like, I even knew they were him. making that. Yeah, they're. I can't wait till this movie. Disney hasn't really right, but yeah. Like, Could all you these live that? actions they're doing. Dude, the what battle was the at the end of Mulan? They, uh, oh. I still need to see Jungle Book. They did Jungle Book. I, I need uh, to see Jungle I Book. Seen I want to see it. Didn't they just do a Snow White as well? Uh, we keep you're coming back to I think you're the, hunts, of the Snow White and the Huntsman. I'm telling you, I am like 99% positive. Look <laughs> up like Snow it? White 2015 <laughs> or 2014. Like, I'm like 99% positive they just made a Snow White one. Well, I mean, they've they just make they, a Cinderella? They have two Snow White. Yeah, they did do Cinderella. They did do a Cinderella. I'm I think like, that was dude, straight almost, to DVD, though, no, wasn't it? Nope, no, it was in theater. Dude, I'm almost I don't remember being in theaters. And from what I've heard, uh, they're making a live-action Little Mermaid. 
And yeah. there was talk about Tim Burton making a live-action Dumbo. Ew. Right? Yeah. But I'm just like... The others look yeah. so good, so I'll give it a try, but... But is this going to be more in the live-action verse of, like, what we've seen so far from Disney? Or since it's going to be Tim Burton, is this going to be more like Alice in Wonderland? And Has Tim less? Burton finally sold out and decided to do other people's movies instead of just his idea of what it should be? Probably not. <laughs> Probably half and half. Oh, uh, what were you looking for? Yeah, we were talking Dumbo? about Dumbo. Yeah, Tim, uh, Burton's Tim Burton's Dumbo. Live action Dumbo. No. Like, I don't know. Dumbo was I'm, actually kind of a dark film. Well, well, very no, fucking I think weird you're just creepy, thinking yeah. of that trippy moment in it. There's no, a very dude, the whole movie the itself. Crows. It's sad, but it's not dark. It's sad. The crows giving him shit about like. That's sad. That's not like. That's not, whoa, that's wicked. That's but, Tim but Burton. Well, that's just the Tim sad. Burton verse, the crows are going to, like, I wonder if... sexually assault him and, like, leave him. <laughs> he eats one dirty. of the trainers. Yes. That... Yes. He doesn't fly. And then he fucks a corpse or something <laughs> yeah. and tries to marry it and uh, saves Christmas. No, I wonder if they're going to bring back the racist crows. They better. That's good old-fashioned family better. racism right there. It is. <laughs> I ain't seen your boy know-how. <laughs> <laughs> The, oh, the only ones, the only Snow White ones. How come every episode Christmas we get racist? I don't know. <laughs> and we're really not. <laughs> and of course, like, saying that you're not racist makes you seem more I racist. I was about to black. say, we have a black girl on the podcast. <laughs> we can't be racist. No. He's not racist. I watch everyone every day. Everyone's a little bit racist. You're lying if you're not. I'm racist against white people. I'm racist against I'm actually racist Latino. People. No one's act- I don't think any of you guys have seen me before, but... Watch Avenue I'm, Q, everyone's yes. a little racist, and you will finally hate yourself a little bit, but you'll enjoy that <laughs> song. Uh, anyways, moving on from that to another Let's go thing. into the world of superheroes. Well, uh, I'm, uh, branching off from, uh, or not necessarily branching off, but playing off of uh, our whole Disney thing there. Disney is also making a Marvel movie, uh, you might have heard of it, it's called Thor, Ragnarok, um, and with... Number one being okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It, it was, was pretty good. Um, it was a good introduction to that character for anybody that hasn't. Like, yeah, I never it, really gave a fuck about the, Thor. Yeah. The Marvel character, I used to, I love mythology. But if so you I put it on the platform with Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, it's definitely the weaker it of is, them. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, just that first wave of films. Uh, and then the second movie was... It's, again, it's it not... A movie. I've watched it. It I, existed, and I didn't hate it. I, I could tell you some basic points of that movie, yeah. but it, nothing really stood out besides it. Uh, besides the yeah, the Infinity Gem. The Infinity Gem. That's all it was. It was a catalyst to get another well, gem. That in and Chris Eccleston. The in that Doctor whole that. like era of Marvel movies, Winter Soldier was really the only one that yeah. sticks out. Cause, like know, as far as like um, second movies go. Yeah, Thor two. Okay. If we're talking well, about this kind of, I don't know, Iron Man two stuck out. Really well. I like the I, I love that. I and you know what? I, I, I like a lot of track with the briefcase. Yes, Dude, I love that. Yeah. That for the longest time, that was the only part of that movie I can really I remember. remember. When Tony and Rhodey are both in the suits at the yes. end, taking out the yeah, yeah. yeah. Or when uh, or when they fight at the fucking at, the at party. his birthday yeah. party. Yeah, throwing like watermelon and stuff in the air. DJ, like, uh, give me a beat to beat my buddy's ass too. <laughs> so I love like I love fucking Tony Stark. Yeah. It was so great. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with you at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I was, okay, it, 
Iron Man 3 uh, was Okay, now, are you talking about Phase 2 movies, movies, or are you talking about sequels in the... Just number two. Movie number two. Well, Not yeah, basically. Captain America Winter Soldier was the best of the number two. It's absolutely. Um, uh, but Iron Man 2 was enjoyable. I don't get why people hate that one. A lot of people I didn't hate it. it. I, it was... I enjoyed Iron Man 3 more than a lot more people did. Like, granted, yeah, they, right. they messed up on some things. Or they they really fucked up the Mandarin. They, but, like, fuck, right. dude, that last scene where they all didn't the entirely suits all the armor yeah. come in, dude. Granted, they kind of went back and fixed some of that. I can't remember exactly what they said, Hail but the there, was a, there was a... There's sh- a Hail of the King. It's called Hail of the King. It's a short... Pretty much saying that the Mandarin that we saw in this movie isn't, isn't yeah, but the real he, Mandarin is pissed and he's coming. He forward. took someone. He took that name, and that's probably just in case they make an Iron Man yeah, War. And then, <laughs> the you know we don't were. we don't know because he keeps flip flopping on this. Yeah. He just said he was like, you know what, we're doing an Iron yeah, Man War, and then like two weeks later one. he's like, no. Nah. I don't you gotta think how much money he's gonna ask for. He's Harrison fording this entire fucking thing. He is. Um, like they were able to bring, they were able to do these movies, first phase, even second phase, and still like not worry about paying these actors an insane yeah. amount because like. But now these were, actors know how much these movies. Yeah, are now, pay. dude. Now yeah. they bring in anybody and, new. And fucking that's Robert Downey Jr. He's that's kind of one of the reasons why they haven't been bringing in like huge, huge actors for some of these. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. is one of the people I mean, that people come to those theaters to see because yeah. they want to see how he's going to interact with this person. They want to see him in this situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, they have they have gotten more bigger names like Chris Pratt. Oh yeah, no, uh, I'm not saying Paul that Rush, he's but the, but they turn around it. Tom Holland. But like, every time he's in a movie, he makes it better. Every time he's in a movie, he steals the show. Yes, uh, like he's going to be in uh, Homecoming. Homecoming, and you know, like anytime he's on screen, you'd be like, shut the fuck up, Peter. Shut up, we gotta hear Tony. Uncle Tony's here. Uh, But anyways, Thor Ragnarok, there was a little, um, they leaked the trailer that happened at San Diego Diego Comic Con. Uh, You really can't tell much of what's happening. Uh, There seems to be a battle going on. uh, Asgardian battle. Yeah, an Asgardian battle. Some sort of alien race versus Asgardians, which seem to be led by the Asian uh, friend of Thor. The 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 Mongolian. Yeah. Um, and, and it's in a wooded. It's in the woods. It's in a forest. It's like a wooded big area. wooded area, which I mean, you know, it still could be Asgard yeah. or maybe a different planet or something. And um, we see that Bruce Banner is there, like he's on this planet wherever they are, um, and he's, he's trapped in the midst of this. He's trying to just not get hit by all of the shit. He's just trying to ask for directions. And then that last moment that he turns around, his eyes are green. His eyes are green. And then did you see like the aerial view of like the of the forest, and then it was a shot on ground of, like, the battle, and yeah. you see trees start collapsing. I didn't notice right before, that. Right before yeah. the title sequence came out that said Thor Ragnarok. A tree, like, flies yeah, in. Yeah, then, then our title comes up, Thor Ragnarok, and we cut to a, a second scene where Thor is turning around, and there's some sort of bean forming behind him. Uh, I'm I'm not a comic book Thor fan. Like I don't really I don't read Thor. Uh, never really have. Probably never will. He kind of reminds me but... of uh, in Guardians of Galaxy. Uh, whenever they whenever the Collector was bringing up like almost those images, those mm. holograms or whatever of. Uh... Yeah, it um, kind of looks like one of those like something guys. that was in there. Um, but either way, was... like I don't know who this villain is. I'm, just, uh, I think Odell's looking it up now. Yeah, but so not being a Thor fan, like that wasn't like, ooh, oh my god, I can't wait it's to see that. So-so. I'm just like, well, I can't wait to see Thor kick that guy's ass. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what's gonna happen. Um, but really, the the most interesting thing about this trailer is why the fuck is Bruce? How did Bruce Banner get 
to the other plane. Because the last time that we've seen, we saw Bruce and or Hulk. He was in Hulk form, so when he took the Quinjet and jetted. Yeah, that's right, yeah, uh, at the end of uh, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah. yeah. And we, we all kind of suspected then, it's like, maybe he's going to a different planet, and we're doing Planet Hulk, yeah. which is essentially what they're doing. They are they are adapting the Planet Hulk storyline into Ragnarok, but... And everyone's hoping that that's going to lead to an actual Planet Hulk movie. Okay, here's the thing. Paramount still owns partial rights to the Incredible Hulk. But they, so if they make... If they make it a solo Hulk movie like they did with the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, mm-hmm. they have to pay Paramount like an insane amount of money. But if they use him in other people's movies, in other movies yeah. like Thor stuff, no, they I don't get... have to pay them shit. Or if so, it's a very, very small amount. I get that, but new deals can be struck at any time. Oh, and yeah. with them seeing how well Spider-Man and the whole deal with Sony is going, uh, and now that Sony and Marvel are talking about all these other movies that they're going to start doing together... Um, that might put Paramount into a situation where they're like, okay, well, maybe we should start playing ball. Because it's really worked out for Sony. Uh, and there's all this buzz for this new Spider-Man movie when the last one got so much shit. Like, you know. Correction, I think I was saying World War Hulk and I meant to say Planet Hulk. Those, yeah. Uh, yeah. those two storylines are right. <laughs> either way. Yeah, totally one. different things. But yeah. either way, yeah, um, that's the most interesting thing. How the fuck did Bruce Banner get out there? Because uh, there's no way he flew the Queen. It was a wrong there. turn. He he took a nap, woke up, he put it on autopilot. Well, and there again, it all de- uh, it all depends on where are, where is that battle taking place at? Yeah. Because we don't know exactly where that's at. There's all no know, way that's on Earth, though. It's probably like, not on Earth. But there's no way that'd be on Earth without all those other heroes getting involved. Um, I don't know. How many solo fucking Marvel movies do we have where it's like, where the fuck are the rest of the Avengers during this? <laughs> okay, like, okay. I mean, honestly, Iron Man 3 was the only time I was like, okay, now, come on, where's Captain America? Thor 2. <laughs> the big giant thing crashing down in Paris. Oh, yeah. That was another problem with Thor 2. And See, I don't really remember much about Thor 2. You remember I'm more not, of it than I did. I was, I was not in the right mind when I watched Thor 2. I mean, I was in the right mind. <laughs> but I was, uh, let's say, inebriated. <laughs> um, it was fun. It was a fun yeah. movie to watch, but I don't remember. I really should see it again. I just really don't want to watch it again. <laughs> we, we need to take a weekend Maybe. where we are all off. We can all be together. I'm not, been, I'm not fucking big. No, I am not. Because you know how long There's it's going to no take? Way. No. Yeah, we can't. Do I think that. we should pick and choose. There's some. Phase. It's like <laughs> the first Avengers I've watched both, like multiple times. I think like I'm okay with, say, yeah. with Age of Ultron. But if you wanted to go back and watch, like, say, Iron Man, Iron Man Two, especially the Incredible I, Hulk, I, I want to watch Incredible no Hulk. No matter like, what, twice. I'm buying Civil War on Blu-ray. So oh yeah, oh, yeah. we'll have that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that another time because that's that's messy. Um, anyways, it could be uh, it could be a commentary. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, no, trust me, dude. Marvel's gonna come up in our commentary oh, show like yeah. all the fucking time. Um, I I still stand by. We should do Dragon Ball Evolution first episode. We're gonna I'll, hate, I'll do it. I'll we're do love it. Love hating it. I'll do it because I have no knowledge really of Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so you'll be uh, you'll be coming like this is a good movie, like, guys. <laughs> like, that was cool, fuck you guys. Did you guys just see that? That was awesome. No, fuck you. That's not how it's supposed to be. Bob, you're not allowed to be on the next podcast. <laughs> you can come back the next one after that. But you're you're off. You're sitting this one out. You're in time out. You need to rethink your narrative. I'm on probation. <laughs> you're on, you're on podcast probation. Uh, okay, 
Well, uh, moving on from Marvel, let's go across the pond to DC Comics, which I'm going to start calling um, Detective Comics Comics. Because that's Detective what it comics, is. DC yeah, Comics is Detective it's Comics Comics. Me. It's always bothering me. <laughs> um, but one of the new things coming from Detective Comics Comics is uh, that they moved Supergirl over to the CW. We've talked about that before. But what we're going to be talking about today is the new Superman. Um, or which, the Berlantiverse. Yes. Uh, we're, we're getting him... Um, I wrote that. What, what was this first... fucking asshole's name? <laughs> We're gonna do the first couple episodes. Uh, yeah, the guy's name is Tyler uh, Hoechlin. I don't know how to say that last name, but Tyler Hoechlin. Uh, I guess he's a big character in Teen Wolf, which I never watched because yeah. I took one look at it and I said, "Fuck that." Uh, there's nobody surfing on top of a van anywhere, so I'm good. From what I've heard, it's actually a really good show. I just have no, never put just, the time into watching it. Just, yeah, same here. Stop um, trying to sell it. There's no Michael J. Fox. I'm, there's I'm no Michael J. It. Fox. I don't want it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll even take a uh, Jason Bateman appearance because <laughs> it's you yeah. too. But no, none of those. So fuck it. Uh, but anyways, this guy, uh, a picture showed up on the internet of, uh, what was it, them... Uh, what were they trying to? What was this? Uh, production shot? Or? No, it was I think it was the, a, like some kind of promotion shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're trying to promote it with uh, him standing next to Supergirl, and it just looks god awful. It's just the angle. It's. Like, I think it's highly edited. I think they shaved his body down. And not only that, but the most that we've seen Supergirl and Superman next to each other is what we remember the most is like. The Superman animated series, and she's always so much stuff. shorter. Than yeah, him, and like yeah. If you think about it, all the men in, in the in the in the Bruce Tim verse has like big barrel chests, yeah, yeah. and like all the women are like smaller. So like seeing them side by side, he always looks bigger and powerful. Yeah, and I mean even in the comics. Oh yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But you see him live action, you're like, he's still he's a, he's a little bit bigger. Uh, I don't think I think in that. Promotional shot. I think he's he, smaller than her. His jaw. I don't know if anybody his has kids and has ever watched the show called Lazy Town. <laughs> yeah, but like oh, the God. bad guy with the yeah. big monster jaw. That, I don't that's know what that, that shot name, looks like. But, um, the bad or well, the bad guy has a big ass chin like yeah, that too. Say, yeah, the bad guy. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, he looks like shit in that promotional shot. But then you see behind the scenes yes. photos, and he looks he good. Looks, he good. looks like a Superman. I don't like the suit. It's it's the cape. I that's the, the one thing I connects. love about it. Really, it, it, it's it's totally uh. Well, because it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of the Injustice Superman, even though the Injustice one actually connects to the Shield. Yeah, see that that would have been better. This is like they're two golden buckles like type things. Type thing. yeah, yeah, buckles or clips or whatever, and then his cape comes out of those across his shoulders. And here's what I've got a problem with. Because the, the rest of the cape looks fine, draping down his back, but right, those two parts that are over top of his shoulders look plastic. They're just straight, they're not bunched up, they're not, they don't flow like the cape, they just look plastic. It makes me feel like the cape's going to run weird. I don't know. Uh, the rest of the suit's fine, it's just that cape that's bothering me. Uh, otherwise, he looks good. Yeah, and, looks and good. like I said, as far as the basic look of Superman... You got that nice slicked black hair. Here's strong why. jawline. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not really much to... And he's, he's buffer than he looks oh, yeah. in that promotional shot. Um, here's why I hate him. 
right off the bat. Here's, I know why you hate here's him. Here's why I, I hate him. I know exactly why you hate him. Uh, because he's not fucking Tom Welling. Yes, they could have brought Tom Welling in. There was talk, like there was chatter going around where he's like, they haven't asked me. Well, fucking ask him. God damn it. Tom, you go ask them, goddammit. Tom, Tom, write a letter. All fucking Kevin Smith I'd do is make a YouTube video of him crying to watching the season finale of Flash season one, and now he's directing goddamn episodes. Exactly. So, Tom, <laughs> speak the fuck up, okay? Tom, buy, want a, you. buy a costume offline and Jesus. just do a video real quick. Uh, I don't know. And I want the Smallville yeah, lights as well. I, I hate that cape. <laughs> Odell's brought up the photo for us. Yes. I still dig it. I like, uh, it. I like the rest of it. I don't like that cape. Hold on, let me see it again. I, I don't like how the suit's quick. bunching up in his elbows. Their suits aren't supposed to do that. Eh, I'm sure they'll edit that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I wanted Tom Welling so bad. This when this got announced, Can we get Michael Rosenbaum at least so... for Lex. Right. Lex Come hasn't been established on. yet. Super they, annoying, like right? these guys will do it. Just ask them. Like, what the fuck else is Michael Rosenbaum doing right what now? What the fuck else is Tom Welling doing? Nothing. I, I know I he's he, on some show. Yeah, he's, I think he's doing something now, but there was a yeah. gap there that he was only in, like, one, maybe two movies. Well, he's been acting and stuff. But... I like that shot. I like the one on the right. That's a good shot. Yeah, there's some new set photos that we're sitting here looking at, and they look really good. There's mm -hmm. one where he's crouching, and he's, like, it looks like he's about to take off, and there's one where he's doing his classic, you know, like, one leg out, Holding his water this, bottle. Yeah, like Superman-esque type pose. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that came out. Uh, I think I think, I think looks it looks good. good. I think he might do a good job. I, I have nothing to base that on because I haven't seen him in anything. No, but he at either. least looks the part. I just really wish it would have been Tom Welling. Uh, <laughs> this is disappointing. Oh, <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> We're looking, we're looking at a shot, an on-set shot of uh, Clark, him as Clark, opening yeah, his shirt. shirt. Maybe he's Kryptonian. Maybe it's Maybelline. That's, <laughs> that's all I got from that. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyways, moving on, uh, still sticking with DC here. This is a bit of big news, I think. Um, honestly, like if you're a comic book fan, if, you're, if you've yeah. been hoping that the DC Entertainment line would get better... Uh, well, Jeff Johns was just promoted recently to president as well as retaining his chief creative officer status. So he's now president and CCO of DC Entertainment, which is just awesome. Uh, to give you an idea of how great this is, he wrote the DC Rebirth storyline, which is the he, greatest DC book he, I've read recently. And, and even prior to that, he wrote the, the Green Lantern Rebirth. Stories, yes, he, which, he was responsible for the Green Lantern, which, which which brought back so much of the of the uh, the continuity that was kind of it muddied fixed over the whole parallax exactly. thing that people had a big problem with. Uh, he he saved Green Lantern, and uh, then he wanted to do the same thing with Flash, and pretty much anything that he's had a hand in has been fantastic. He knows these characters. He knows these comic books. He knows what we want and knows how he's to literally, get He's literally the definition of a fan now doing what he would have loved doing. So, like, this is this is a fan for the fans. <laughs> All hail Jeff Johns. All fucking All hail, hail Jeff Johns. Um, anyways, and uh, what also got uh, announced with this news was that he is playing a big part in the Wonder Woman movie and the Justice League movie. Uh, which is honestly uh, added with the hate from Batman vs Superman. Which the more I think about the movie, the less I like it. 
Um, I'm sorry. Like I like I keep coming back to things like why the fuck does Lex Luthor know why he's Bruce Wayne? Yeah. How did he figure that out? At least tell us. Fuck. Don't just be like he's smart. No, I don't. Well, at the I same at the same time between what we've seen in the Justice League trailer, which is like, hi, I'm Bruce Wayne, this whole town of fishermen, and I'm here to collect a bunch of superheroes. Nobody and then, here could possibly have then, a smartphone. Uh, spoiler on, I'm not really going to talk about it, but you you both seen the movie, the mid credit scene for Suicide Squad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fuck. Yeah, he is Before too long, everybody's going to know who the fuck Bruce Wayne is. He's sitting in Barry Allen's room. Why is Bruce Wayne sitting in my second favorite chair? Here, let me so about right. chuck this fucking battery. He doesn't in. try to even sell that he's not Batman. He <laughs> immediately like... just throws a battery. <laughs> God damn it. No, no, no. He goes and he turns around. So fuck. Well, he could have even been looking. It could have been the wrong fucking kid. He could have had a down day. And he just turns around and chucks a fucking uh, battery. He could have got stuck in the back of the head. I'm hating Bruce Wayne more and more. Like, I, like, Alfred, we have another I've fucking seen, body to dispose. Everything I've seen another post kid. Batman vs. Superman makes me like Bruce Wayne, Batman vs. Superman way more. Because it seems like after that, he just cannot keep a fucking thing. <laughs> he just doesn't care. He's like, I'm Batman. I'm just going to go. He's like, well, Lex figured it out. So fuck it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh. Uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, he's finally going to have a hand in this. And that's what I feel like made Zack Snyder and his, his fucking wife change their tone and go like, we wanted to do this. No, it was probably Jeff Johns going like, look, you're being Listen, fucking fuckers. stupid. You, this sucks, this sucks, gold. this sucks. In, in years and years of stories, and we have all this character development. Why the fuck exactly. are you doing, it's like, doing this? Yeah, but I want to tell it. No, 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 We see what's Here's in what we're going to do. <laughs> With his vision. Yes. We all like those, but at the same time. That worked out well, but, uh, yeah. No, so, uh, he is hopefully going to save DC Entertainment. And, again, we'll, uh... We're gonna get into this in Suicide Squad, but I'm uh, in our variant. But I do want to say that, like, apparently, the first movie he started having a hand in was Suicide Squad. And I'm gonna say it right now, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and Super uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad's my favorite of the three, and I like Man of Steel. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's gonna turn out. I can well. agree. And look at just look at Wonder Woman, the trailer for Wonder Woman. That looks great. What that is the I'm, first I'm one actually, of these. I'm actually legit excited for the DCEU from here on out. Yeah. With Batman vs Superman, like you know me, would be being a Batman <laughs> yeah. fan. I was like, no, this has to be good. I don't fucking care what none of y'all say. I'm it's my, that this. was my uh, take on Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah. I saw it. I was like, it's all we've got. We yeah. have to love it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like, after watching it, like, I still enjoy Batman vs. Superman. I still enjoy the Batman yeah. vs. Superman. But I'm kind of like, the... the more I think about it, the more I nitpick at it. There's yeah. a lot of things that Have I just like about it. Have you watched the Ultimate Cut yet? Not yet. Well, yeah. Wonder we Woman, uh, watching uh, the trailer for Man of Steel, I didn't care. I was yeah. like, it doesn't look terrible, I just don't care. Uh, then Batman vs. Superman, I was like, oh god, it's it's gotta be bad. It's It just can't be good. And I saw the trailers, and the trailers kind of brought me yeah. more on the side of it. But I was still, like, so prepared for it to be terrible. Now, Suicide Squad, Suicide before, Squad before, I, yeah. before just the most recent months, I wasn't really sure what I was going to think about it. Of yeah. course, I was like, okay, cool, we get our first live adaption of Harley. I wasn't too keen on the on the look of her at first, and I got it. Like, all right, like, well, in this verse, okay. And, like, I understand that Excuse in me. the past, fuck, at least since, at least since uh, New 52, She's been more sexualized and, like, gotten skimpier outfits yeah. and stuff. So it's like, okay, they're going for more of the New 52 Suicide Squad anyway and more Obviously. of, like, the origins yeah. and stuff. So, like, 
I get it. Um, but but, I, yeah, but I, after getting closer to it, and the hype was getting a little bit heavier, a little bit thicker, I was like, all right, like, fuck yeah, I'm ready to watch this. I started to become a little more okay with Jared Leto, Leto's Joker. Hmm. And then after watching it, I really fucking enjoyed it. Still, Jared Leto's uh, Joker. Well, one way to go yeah, into all that. But yeah. it, it was still better than what I was anticipating, but it still wasn't what I really, really wanted. So all, all, all leading up to that, I was like, this can't. Again, this one, I was like, this can't be good. I've seen the trailer. I love the trailer, but I know this is going to be terrible. I was wrong. But <laughs> but Wonder Woman is the very first trailer that I've seen. And I'm like, that's going to be the Dude, shit. The fucking oh, my part God. That's she, the like, first one I've had in that in. room taking out those soldiers. And she slides on the shield. Like, she's yes. like, she's no. almost like breakdancer style. Like, in that position, she slides on the shield, bro. Just, now, I will say I'm very apprehensive about Justice League, but now that I know that he's having a big hand in it, I'm going to go ahead and put those worries on the shelf just for a time. Like, we we haven't even really seen a trailer. We've seen a sizzle reel. Yeah. Um, a good sizzle reel, I yeah, like, yeah. it was, it, it yeah. could have been a trailer I, I took for a, lot a of problems for a, oh no, it could have been a trailer for a movie with a smaller budget. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, here's a couple of the special effects and the rest is more practical. Yeah. But um, now that I know he's a part of it, I'm okay. I, I will give it a chance. Like, more of a chance than I gave Batman yeah. vs. Superman or Suicide Squad. Now that I know Jeff Johns is involved. And that's what they should have done from the get-go. They should have had right. somebody who was like, no, fuckers, listen, this is how it should be. That's not Believe WB, me, man. trust me, our fans, our fucking true fans, the ones who will make or break us, well, you will love think, us for When it. did uh, uh, Man of Steel came out in 2012, right? So, yeah. It I'm was like sure it was it was right after uh, um, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it was still part of the. They didn't the know what they were going to do. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, but that movie came out, and you and they knew they were trying to do something like Marvel. They just didn't know what yet. They didn't have a plan. Yeah. And by that time, Marvel had already been They're going already on about Marvel, four yeah. years. Their their cinematic universe. They were in, in four phase, years. Yeah, I, I believe they were in. I think Iron phase. Man. I think Iron Man One came out in two thousand and eight or two thousand nine. Yeah, they started in two thousand eight. That's yeah. when it really got like this is what we're doing yeah. from here. Um, and so they had time. already had four years of a glorious. This is what you do, and yet Warner Brothers was still like, you know what. You know who like, people like? Zack Snyder. Watchmen did good. Watchmen did good. Let's just hand him the whole Watchmen thing. Watchmen did do good. It all. It, 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 you know, that, certain, that, that feel, that, that cinematography, it fit good for that story. It fit good for those characters. Um, I, I recently watched a, a, a video, and I posted this to the Sword of My Comics page, where um, I can't remember this guy's name, but he's like, why is... Watchmen such a bad adaptation of the graphic novel. And he goes in to say that they hit most of these points and stuff and that like it's not a terrible movie. He doesn't go in saying that. He's just this is why the Watchmen worked and what it was. It was the comic book writer's comic book. It's like yeah. they they changed the game with this one and they went against the color styles and they they went against what made a superhero a superhero. And all of these things are lost because of Zack Snyder trying to tell the story his way. Uh, and there's there's the one scene where he uh, Adrian thwarts the um, the th uh, the uh, assassination attempt. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, it works so well in the comic book because they have that nine panel structure, and it only breaks in the middle for one panel, and then the rest of it gets to tell you the entire story of just this one moment. 
just this one moment, and there's an entire story about it. Whereas in that, it's literally just slow mo and action, and that's it. You well, like, oh, someone's shooting what, at well, him. Well, then, what other way would he have been able to do that? I mean, I understand yeah. that. No, I get it. Like, and that's what he says. There's, there was no way. Yeah. There was no like, way they really could have done it. But whenever you're you're taking a novel or a comic and you're yeah. turning it into a, a motion picture or a show, there's going to be like in a novel, you could spend two whole pages on somebody walking up to a door and their whole thought process on like what what could be on that door. What yeah. like what what should I do? One of these choices, but in a in in a film or a show, you that's a couple seconds tops. Yeah. you know. So I mean, another, certain things you're not able to. Another thing this guy said though is that there's a there's a reason the adaptation is extremely poignant, and uh, yeah, we got <laughs> extremely poignant because one fed the other. Uh, most people hadn't read that graphic novel. Most people didn't know what The Watchmen was. This movie came out, and all of a sudden, sales for that book skyrocketed. Yeah, it's absolutely. another version coming out every couple of years. Uh, like another edition. Versions, yeah. So. Uh, so it's like a Bible. It, it, it was important that that story got told, apparently, so that the other one could be enjoyed. Like, a lot of people have now read that book, and they they love it. I will admit that is how I got onto Watchmen. I, I saw the movie. I went and wa- read the graphic you novel. Actually, I think you actually got me onto yeah. watching the movie first. Um, and then I've read that graphic novel more times than I've read any other comic book. Yeah, uh, it's good. one of my favorites. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, that <laughs> that's one example of uh, Zack Snyder working, and then they just were like, you know what, that worked. So let's and just then give them everything. Punch. And then there's <laughs> I feel like, which I feel like, especially Man of Steel, if Jeff Johns had been on the scene like that early, he would have walked on the stage like, "Can someone turn up the sun a little bit? This (laughs) is fucking Superman." Why is Superman like? Why has Superman not fucking (laughs) smiled yet? Actually, have you noticed in the in the Justice League shot they they released during Comic Con, Henry Cavill does a slight smile. I was like, "It's not fucking time." He's a little smiley. I don't think he smiled in Batman vs Superman either. I don't think, I don't think so. Uh, other than when he was, like, I know that he looked really when sad whenever. No, okay, he does uh, when Lois smiles well, fucking, and then he smiles. Uh, I thought you were going to say when they're all like rolling around in the bathtub and shit because yeah, uh, I'd yeah. be smiling too. No, he's angry. <laughs> I can't believe I got <laughs> sex with my, my girlfriend. Dad died. Damn it! I left my phone in my pocket before I got on the tub. My life is torture. I'm Superman. Fucking asshole. I hate Zack Snyder. <laughs> I, I really do hate Zack Snyder a little bit. Mostly because he's a pretentious dick. If we're going to put a Snyder in charge of anything, put Scott up in there. Right. At least for Batman. Come on. Um, but yeah, that that was the um, that was the big news, really. It was kind of a slow news two weeks. I mean, Comic-Con just happened. They they really blew their load on that one. They did. They uh, blew it all over Comic- the face. <laughs> they, they, they blew it all over. And it's still circulating throughout the internet. I'm still seeing that stuff come up in my feed. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. More than the other stuff. I mean, there's still stuff coming up. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be. <laughs> Not today. There, there's still stuff I'm not picking like, it up again. <laughs> coming up that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. So... Um, but anyways, uh, that was our uh, big news. Uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, don't forget to look up, I don't know, scroll up in your feed or go over to our actual page on SoundCloud, Google+, Plus, um, iTunes. iTunes, all of that. And check out our first variant episode. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, episode dedicated to Suicide Squad, uh, the books and the movies. 
Um, guys, my name is Vin the Human, Vincent Herman. You can check us out on the Facebook with uh, Sort of My Comics. You can check us out on Sort of My Brand on Facebook or the YouTube page, Sort of My Brand. Uh, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. Once my life stops, like, fisting itself, I will get the uh, By the, the time we're at episode 27, he's going to have episode, like, three or four up on YouTube. Finally. Uh, uh, we're also, the podcast is also on Instagram. You can like yes. us on there. The, uh, we mostly advertise this, but every now and again we like to throw up fun little shit. Um, uh, and that's uh, at sort of my podcast yep. on Instagram. At sort of my podcast on Instagram. And uh, don't forget to check out Shook Nights Live on the sort of my brand Facebook page. It's where we get inebriated and play games. Whether play retro, games. new games. Uh, we're probably not going to play. We don't play. really have a set schedule. Uh, we're just going to do it when the mood strikes. I'm going to see if I can get over and put up the damn poll next time. And... I, you know what? I tried. I could not <laughs> find an option to make a poll um, on either page. I hope you have that. I actually know how to do it. Uh, <laughs> I just want to way around the pole. Yeah. Uh, guys, so, again, my name's been the human, Vincent Herman. I'm Bob Collins, Boba Fett. James Odell, Alpha Spectre. And uh, why don't we go ahead and play that badass outro music for a change? <laughs>